Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. This month we're talking about identity. It's an identity month. And, um, you know, I, it's, it's this balance and this tension where we're saying it's all about Jesus, yet we're going to be talking about us. <laughs> and, uh, but it's, it's who we are in Christ. It is what God is speaking to all of us individually about who we are. And it is so important that we know who we are in Christ Jesus. It is so important. And so sometimes I find with these messages, you know, you only have about, you know, 10, 15 minutes, whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, I will probably get some feedback on, you know, it's all about him and it is all about him. I'm, I just, I'm focusing on who we are in Christ this morning. Amen. All right. Well, everyone repeat after me, God, I am who you say I am. Okay. One more time. God, I am who you say I am. Okay, look at the family member next to you and say, hey, you, (laughs) say their name. You are who God says you are. You're not who I say you are, especially when we're fighting. (laughs) You are who God says you are. That'll make some good conversation on the car ride home. One more time. God, I am who you say I am. You define me. You define my life. My failures, my weaknesses, my mess, sin does not define me. You define me. Okay, if there's anything we can walk away with this morning, that is it. (laughs) I've recently gotten some feedback on my speaking, and basically it was, Mel, get to the point in the first few minutes. I'm like, okay, (laughs) Uh, I will... I normally fumble, I just talk for 10 minutes. That's what I do. If you know me, I talk and talk and talk. So that is the, that's, if you're going to walk away with something, you are who God says you are. And when we say the word identity in church, we say we have all these identity messages, you know, and I was preparing this message and I'm like, what does identity mean? you know, and uh, my undergrad is in science, but I did psychology, and so psychology studies identity and identity formation and the development of identity, and you go to a sociology class, and it talks about your identity in the context of society. You go to an anthropology class, it's about, like, humanity, and, you know, identity, our identity, in terms of the cultural definition, is defined by your family, your culture, the country that you grew up in, your ethnicity, your socioeconomic status, your skin color, your race, um, your your political affiliations, all of these things, and now we know sexual orientation, all these things to the world are defining who we are. But let me tell you something, we have a spiritual identity in Christ, and that is the most important way we can define ourselves, because let me tell you, everything else fades away, everything else fades away, and when we're left standing before God, we're left standing with our 
identity hidden in Christ. We are who God says we are. So when you hear the word identity culturally, there's a lot of definitions to it. I am talking about the spiritual definition of it. What's, it says in the Bible who we are as individuals, and that's how we're going to define ourselves. So if we look in the Bible, okay, have a few minutes. Okay, we're going to start off big. Okay, there's many different things that define us. You are walking, talking, living, breathing. You have a name, and there's many ways we can define you. We're going to start off big. So Genesis 1-1, God created the heavens and the earth. So guess what? Your identity, you are created. There is a creator, and there is creation, and you are not the creator. I am not the creator. We are created. Okay, Genesis 1-1, your identity is as a created being. Okay, so let's take number two, a step further. We're not the same as a rock. The rock is created. We're not the same as a tree or an animal. They're all created. But now you have an identity as a human being. God said, let us make mankind in our image. So now your identity is now, you are created in the image of God. You look like God. You represent God. You have a relationship with God and each other in a way that represents who God is, his nature, his core. We are in the image of God all of humanity, every single human being from the beginning of time to the end of time, we are created in the image of God. There is no human being lesser or more than another human being, okay? So we are created, and we are created in the image of God. Amen. All right. Okay, let's take a step further. You're created in the image of God. Every single human being is loved and blessed by God their creator who is God. Every single person, the believer and the unbeliever, loved by God. And for some reason, I don't know why this scares people that the unbeliever is loved by God, but we know that for God so loved the world that he gave his son. We see in Romans, Christ loved you. He died for the sinner. You, he had to love you as a sinner before you were saved in him. God loved, loves every single human being as his children, as his creation. He loves us. Let's not be scared of that. We can't go and love a broken and dying world if we believe that in some way we're more than them. <laughs> because we said yes to Jesus. God so loves them that he wants to call them into back into his family, into relationship with them again. All right, we are created. We are created in the image of God. We are loved by God. Okay, step further. Christians, you and me, we said yes to Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Biblically, what does that mean? Um, we have a shared identity now. We, are, we have a shared identity. This identity, this morning, church, family, is forever. It's eternal. We share it. It will last forever. That we are loved by God that we are created by God, and now that we are saved by God. We are in the family of God. He has saved you. He has redeemed you. He has reconciled you back to the Father. He is healing you. He has healed you. Amen? All right, so now this is our identity. 
First Peter chapter two, it says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. You were once not a people, you are now a people. You are God's special possession. You are his special possession. This is what God is saying to you this morning. And so for all those people that say, it's about Jesus, let's not talk about ourselves, the Bible is talking about you. All of creation is groaning for, we, for us to understand our identity. You walk down the street, the sidewalk is groaning that you know who you are in Christ. It is important that we know who we are in Jesus. You are redeemed. You are saved. You are reconciled to God. Amen. All right, this is our identity. Okay, I'm going to take it a step further now. Jonathan Clark spoke an incredible message two weeks ago about the transformation journey, about being a disciple of Jesus. So we have an identity as a Christian where we are saved by God. But when you say yes to becoming a disciple of Jesus, your whole life changes upside down. Okay, <laughs> this is where you say the words written in this page now tell me how to live my life. I'm going to listen to the words of Jesus and the words of God to put myself on a journey that my life now becomes transformed. And he spoke a great message two weeks ago. I'm not going to speak it where it takes, if I could put it into a mathematical equation, part one is repentance. Your yes, no matter how weak your yes is, it's a yes. Every day we repent, Jesus, I repent. I need you. The second part, which is the bigger part of the equation, the Holy Spirit comes in power and transforms your life. <laughs> All right? And now your identity now begins to change and morph and transform to look like Jesus. The Bible says that do not conform to the pattern of this world any longer, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Bible also says in Romans chapter 5 that the veil now has been lifted. You look, you look at God and you are reflecting God and you, you are transforming to be in the, to look like the image of God. But Mel, you just said I'm created in the image of God. Yes, we are created in the image of God. But now we have to do our part to look like we are in the image of God. <laughs> How many of you know that you don't always look like Jesus every minute of every day? I know I don't. With ever-increasing glory, we are now looking and reflecting the glory of God. Our identity, so the first part, we are created, we are loved, we are in the image of God. And then we have our Christian identities being reconciled and redeemed back to God. These are all constant, unchanging, eternal parts of who you and I are. Now, there's this other massive part of our identity where we need to put ourselves on a journey to begin to look like Jesus. And our identity starts to the world, starts changing and morphing. It, it works on your personality. It, it, you know, it begins to change what you look like to the world around you.
Yeah. I think I just wanted to make it really clear because I said we, we say identity, 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 and there's the parts that this is who you are. You can't change it. <laughs> the creator God said this is who you are. But then there's the part of our identity where we need to say yes to looking like Jesus. Does this make sense? Okay. So we have an unchanging identity static, the same, this is who you are, this is you created to be, and then we have the part of our identity, the parts of our identity that needs to look like Jesus. So identity crisis, has anyone here been in an identity crisis? Put your hand up, I'm putting my hand up. Those moments where you're like, who am I, Jesus? <laughs> you're crying, you're like, what the heck, what just happened? I don't know who I am. And so this is what I would say, I, okay, I believe that every single person, whether you admit it to yourself or to me or not, we all have moments where we, um, you know, identity crisis moments or what I would say insecure moments. Insecure makes more sense, doesn't it? Oh, okay, yeah, you're talking about insecurity. I, you know, who am I in Jesus? Who am I? Okay, yeah, we have insecure moments. I would say that there are some of us, a lot of us, and I would say myself included, where my whole life was insecure. Like my, it's like a consistent, continual insecurity. I don't know who I am. And maybe that some of you watching online are here in this room, and I want to say it's okay to admit that to, the, to Jesus, who is here this morning with you, because then it's like, okay, great, let's work on this, because I have had to do that. And you know, I stand here when I speak, I normally speak messages where I'm like, yeah, I have like complete breakthrough in this area. Okay, so um, like a few months ago, I spoke on the goodness of God, yeah. 15 years ago, I made a decision that I will believe that God is good. Cool. I'm presenting you a message where I'm sharing my story, complete breakthrough in this area. I am excited about this message, but also slightly terrified because I'm standing before you here this morning saying, I don't have complete breakthrough, but I have partial breakthrough. But I've said yes to the journey, and it looks like a mess some days, a mess. And I just love this, the senior leadership and the leadership here at this church because we don't pretend like we, we don't want to pretend we have it all together. We don't have it all together. And I'm telling you what the Word of God says, but I'm also telling you that my life is catching up to the Word of God in this area. Area. Okay, does that make sense? So my whole life is, is just rooted in this insecurity where I, I know in my mind what God is, who God says I am, but I don't live that way in so many different ways. And if I, and if I could just say three common, you know, if I could just categorize it, three ways where we have rooted our identity in the things that we are not supposed to, I would say, number one, it would be we are rooting who we are in what we do. Your job, your career, your how far are you doing, like going in what you're doing, what you're putting your hands to, the results or the productivity, the results of what you're doing. We are rooting our identity in that. Can I just say, pastors do that? <laughs> how big's your church? Guys, I, I was in a country, I won't say the country, I met another pastor and they said, how big's your church? Because my church is this big. <laughs> What? <laughs> we all do this. Is, is your identity rooted in what you do and the success of what you're doing? It can't be because that will fade away. And let me tell you, I started youth pastoring five years ago. My husband and I were like, we're all in. We built a team. Youth group's growing. God's doing crazy things. Then COVID hits. Half my 
team's gone, 10 youth are showing up on Zoom, bored out of their mind. And let me tell you, I had to journal this out with the Lord. Wow, I thought I was an incredible leader and pastor. I was rooting my identity in the success of my ministry. And I had to say, Jesus, anything and everything I do is for you. It's to serve you. If one youth shows up and says, I'm only here because mom made me, Jesus, I am here for you. This doesn't define who I am. Yeah. Okay. Category number two, when we define ourselves and what we have, your address, your house, your car, your stuff, your things, the number of followers you have on Instagram, your influence, your reputation, the, the engagement. Uh, I, you know, the, the latest thing I heard, you might know this young people, but the ratio to how many people you follow and who follow you, like you can't, you can't follow more people than follow you. Like, okay, okay, this is nonsense. My identity cannot be rooted in what I have. Okay, and the last thing which I would say would be my biggest stumbling block is when we root our identity in the relationships we have with other people, in the approval and acceptance of other people, in other people's wanting to have friendship with me, hang out with me, be my friend, you know, tell me that I'm great. If I root my identity in other people, they will fail me. And let me tell you, I will fail people. <laughs> our identity, who we are, our security has to be rooted in Jesus and Jesus alone. All those other things are great, but all those other things fade away. Solomon in the Bible had it all, and he said, it's all grass. It dies. It withers away. All that's left is me standing before before the Lord in Christ, where I can say this is who he is, and he can say this is who you are. Everything else fades away. Amen. All right. So now what happens? You root your identity, your security in these things. And then God's like, you know what? Let's do a little bit of shakeup. Maybe not God, maybe just circumstances. Let's do a little bit of shakeup. Hey, Mel, there are now, you know, let's put you, Mel, in a position where you have to speak on a stage where you, you know, have, you're making decisions, you're leading. Wow. I based my security in the acceptance of approval of people. And all it took in my first, my very first time standing on the stage was one comment on YouTube. Wow, that was a poor exegesis of that verse. Uh, threw me off for a week, people, <laughs> a week. Oh man, should I not be pastoring? Should I not be speaking? I'm not a good enough theologian. Like I'm trying to take some courses here, but maybe I'm just not called to this. Wait, Jesus, you define me. You define my identity and then you send me. And we can see all throughout the Bible, he calls us and he sends us. In the Bible, let's, let us make mankind in our image so that he can work the ground and take care of it and, and, and have dominion. Yeah? God, when Jesus gets baptized, this is my son with whom I am well, I love and I am well pleased with. Jesus hadn't done anything yet. Then what does he do? He goes and starts his ministry. One of my favorites is the prophet Jeremiah. God calls Jeremiah. I think I, he's one of my favorites because um, he's a teenager, like 13, 14, 15 years old. And when God calls him, what does God say here? 
God calls Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. God is saying, I, four times, me, me, me. This is who you are. This is who I've called you to be. Before you were born, I was knitting you together in your mother's womb. David had this revelation. Now go, and I am with you. Our identity and who God says you are is very much connected to what we're supposed to do. But let me tell you, the order counts. <laughs> we are called to live out of a place. We are called to work out of a place. We are called to do out of a place. And that place is security in Jesus, that we are sons and daughters of God. We are loved and accepted by him. Now go and do. But just so you know, when you see failure, when you see you know, people coming up against you, when you see your house taken away, your job taken away, when you see those friends that just walked away, those family members that walked away, I can go back to this place that I've, I'm living in, that I've lived in. And in the middle of the book of Jeremiah, you know, Jeremiah's poor guy, he's young, he's prophesying to a nation um, that had been taken away in exile. People are hating him. <laughs> There are prophets coming around that's saying, oh, it's a, it, don't worry, don't worry, people of God. This is going to be a year, you know, just a year or two. You know, God's just teaching you a lesson. Jeremiah says, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. This is going to be a few decades. This is going to be a few decades. Turn to him. And people do not like him. People are accusing him of like anti-government and, you know, kind of being a traitor. And, and he's now scared for his life. God's put him in a ministry where... His life's now in danger. And in the middle of the book of Jer Jeremiah, he laments. He said, God, I am done. I give up. I quit. Have any of you ever done that? God, I quit. And then what does Jeremiah say? He says, but the words that you have spoken to me are shot up in my bones. There's a fire inside of me. I know what you've said. I know who I am. I know that when you called me, you said what did you say? I formed you in the womb before I knew you, and you were, when you, before you were born, I already set you apart. If I stop what I'm doing, I, there is like some serious unrest in my soul because <laughs> I know I'm, I was born for this. You've called me for this. Oh, guys, I, I, we, we need to be secure. We need to be secure in, in God. And do you know what? I'm, I can't present to you, to you like a complete done, check mark, move on to another thing to uh, chase God in. No, this is for the rest of our lives. It takes, it takes the Holy Spirit. It takes awareness to God, to ourselves in our internal environment. We know that we are struggling with insecurity when we are comparing, when we are competing, when we can't be happy for someone else's success, when we are living in a place of condemnation, when shame that says you're not enough, your identity, there's something inherently wrong with your identity, is is how you're living your life. We need to come back to this over and over and over again. And say, God, who am I? Who am I? And let me tell you, I wish I could uh, take photos of my journal pages and splash it up for you. I just want to be really honest. There's, there's uh, days where it's like, spirit-led Mel is in the grace of the Lord this morning. And then there's days where it's like, emotional Mel is having insecure Mel is like, 
just a mess today. But can I tell you, when you say yes, yes to saying, God, let's, I'm going to like fight this out with you. Who am I? What are you saying about me? And how does this affect all of my relationships around me? How does it affect what I do, what I have? I'm going to wrestle this out. I'm going to go back to this to my journal because I want to live and securely rooted in who I am. There are parts of our identity that only God can tell you. What I'm telling you this morning is what the Bible says, but every single person in this room, there are things that God is saying, I created you specifically this way for your, your mission, your calling, your purpose, your vocation, the, your next assignment. <laughs> I've made you this way. I made you get angry about these things. I made you be passionate about these things. I made you have an emotional response about these things. I made these things give you life for a reason. So now go. And just go running back to that place every time you're like, oh shoot, who am I again? But you know, like God wants, God wants to fill you with godly confidence. We need to be confident people. Mary Audrey told me this a month ago, and I was like, we need to be confident when we speak the word of God, when we minister the word of God, when we love our families, when we, when we relate with, when we're in relationship with our spouses and our kids, the people we lead, are you a boss or a manager? If, if you are struggling with like consistent insecurity, first of all, just you can admit that to God this morning because let me tell you, it's a great journey to be put yourself on. But if you are living in consistent insecurity, you are sabotaging your marriage, your relationship with your kids, your, what you're doing in your job. You eventually sabotage all these things because you're not living out of a place of rest in God. The Bible says there is rest that comes from our salvation. There is rest. Your soul can have rest and peace in who you are and what he's asking you to do. When someone challenges you, when someone, you know, picks a fight with you, you can, you can communicate, you can act, you can behave out of a place of rest. I know who I am. And, and also, I just want to say that this message could sound like it's pride, <laughs> but if it is if it is confidence and security in Jesus, it looks like humility. Because if it looks like pride, it is not really security in Christ. It's not true, true confidence in Jesus. It looks like humility. All right, let's stand up. We're going to pray. A few minutes passed. Thanks for listening to me this morning. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that out of anything you heard this morning, you can walk out of here saying, okay, God, I am who you say I am. I need to get that in my mind and my heart so that I begin to live out of a place of rest. And I want to say it's okay. It's okay to be like, I'm starting this journey today. I'm not that far along yet. Let's say yes this morning, okay? All right, Holy Spirit, thank you that you're here. Thank you that your presence is here. Thank you for an incredible morning gathering together as your people. God, I pray that for anyone here in this room that is either having an insecure moment or season or can stand here and admit to you, my whole life is living out of a place of insecurity. God, come and fill my heart with your peace and your love.
We want to go running to you, not running from you out of fear and shame, but running towards you, saying, God, I need to know. I need you to tell me who I am. Let's learn this now because he's going to move some of you. He's going to promote some of you. He's going to move you to different places, doing different things. It's going to challenge. It's going to make you take a step back and say, who am I? Can I do this? So let's learn now how to go to God and ask this question. God, may your voice be the loudest voice in our minds, in our hearts, in our ears this morning. We want to live Live securely rooted in your love, God, in Jesus, in Christ Jesus. And God, I, I ask that you begin to show us even now, oh my goodness, that conversation I had this week, that was insecure, Mal. That was insecure, me speaking. Okay, God, come and reveal to us, reveal our hearts to us. Search our hearts search our hearts. And God, I pray that we would walk out of here saying, I'm going to abide in Jesus. I'm going to abide in Jesus. And, and you know, for me, this past year of COVID, it's, it's a season where it's challenged, where I've put all of my, I, you know, I've rooted myself in, in things, you know, what I do, what I have, relationships. It's been challenged. And the journey that we need to put ourselves on is saying, I'm going to journal every day. I'm going to give time to God every day. I'm going to ask God about this every day. I'm going to get in the word every day. It takes abiding in Jesus. Unfortunately, I wish I could pray a prayer and you magically walk out of here, <laughs> never struggling with this again, but it's going to take abiding in Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask for all of us here this morning that say, okay, Jesus, I, I need something. I need something that's going to fill this void. Come speak to us. If that's, you can put your hand on your heart. Jesus, come. Come, tell me who I am. Tell me who I am. Repeat after me. I am who you say I am. God, help me to know that I am who you say I am. And God, help me to know that the people I live life with are who you say they are. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you encounter God and were inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions, and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.